that whole relationship that women historically have had with exercise, with fitness, with dieting, with their bodies, with weight, has been made unnecessarily toxic because they've been given a blueprint that belongs for the self-optimization of a, for a man's metabolism. That's what's so beautiful about the cycle thinking method and why so many women love it is because it's like, oh, this map is made for me. It goes with your flow. That's why the book's called In the Flow. I want you to be in that peak flow state all the time, which we can be when we support our hormonal patterns. Welcome back. This is the Confident Collective Podcast, and we are your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Christina. We are curb models, content creators, and some would even say comedians. We started the Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about, well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and so much more. We hope you love this episode, so let's get into it. Hey, hey, TCC crew, family. Hey, everybody. You have got Rayanne on the mic today. Christina's going to join us later on in the episode because, well, she's like giving birth this week. So she's kind of got a lot on her plate. So I am handling the intro myself so she can, you know, have a full on baby. So wild. By this time, you probably have seen on her Instagram that she is welcoming another baby boy, which is so freaking exciting. I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. I'm like, what? You're having another crazy? You're having another crazy? Having another baby, not another crazy. But things are going to get a little crazy. But I am going to just cut straight to the chase because I have got two words for you today. Cycle sinking. Before last year, if you said these words to me, I would have absolutely no idea what you were talking about. But I have been seeing so many more conversations about this in my inner circles, content by, you know, people I follow on TikTok and Instagram. And I'm like, what, what is this? And cycle syncing, this is all about women getting to know our bodies better and fixing hormone imbalances by getting to know our cycles. And I think this is so cool because for the first time, I think so many conversations are really around women getting to know their bodies and their cycles in a way that we've never been taught. And we're taking control in our own hands and doing our research and learning about this. And I just think that's really awesome. Today we have on Elisa Vidi, who is an integrative nutritionist, hormone expert, and best-selling author of Woman Code. All of her work is to help women learn how to naturally balance their hormones and reproductive issues. This episode is full of so much knowledge. If you can, get out your notes, get out a pen and paper, because we talk about why so many women struggle with hormone imbalances, how to cycle sync your workouts, how to cycle sync the food that you're eating, and so much more. I learned so much in this episode, and I know you are too. So I'm not going to ramble on for very much longer because there's just so much valuable information I need you all to hear in this episode. So without further ado, let's just get into it. Welcome, Alyssa, to the podcast. How are you? 
I am so glad to be here. Thank you. We are so excited to have you because this is a topic around like cycle syncing hormones, balancing your hormones, all of this stuff. I would say in the last year, I have heard so much buzz around on TikTok, on Instagram, kind of within my friend groups. But to be honest, I still have no idea what the hell is going on. Okay. No idea. No idea. I am confused. Meaning, meaning you have no idea what's going on with your own cycle. Uh, all of Both. it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm like, okay. Yes. I hear these words, but in this episode, I really think this is going to be kind of like cycle syncing and hormones for dummies. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to put okay. this out there that we are like at the, the bottom of knowing our knowledge around this just to prepare you. Okay. <laughs> yes. And like, that's fine. I, I love hormone virgins. We'll make sure you have a good experience onboarding to really being fully versed in how your body works, because once you know, you just can't unknow it and your whole perspective on everything just is permanently changed. Okay. I love that for us. I'm already excited because I am pregnant. I have a child. I've talked so much about like trying to figure out my hormones and still I'm like, what are hormones? So (laughs) before we get into it, can you first share your story and your history with PCOS that led you to kind of dedicating your life to this work? Sure. So I, you know, from the age of 12 to 22, did not have a regular cycle. And when I say I didn't have a regular cycle, I only menstruated five or six times in that 10 year period. Oh, wow. Three of which were chemically induced with synthetic progesterone. So I had my first period naturally. And then a couple months later, I had another one naturally. And then after that, it was just having to be forced with medication. And even then it was only three more times in that whole decade. And the whole time that was happening to me, I was having all sorts of other symptoms happening like acne, you know, mental health issues with anxiety and depression, massive weight gain. And I just felt like something was really fundamentally wrong with my health. But when I would go to the doctor, I was told that it was perfectly normal to be irregular and to have these issues and I should just diet and go on some sort of skin medication. Wow. And they go on the pill. And I just, I don't know if it was because of how I was raised by my mom or just because also who I am naturally, I'm very curious person. I couldn't accept not having an explanation and then also proceeding with a course of medication that just didn't link up to something like specific. You know, I just didn't like that plan. So I rejected the first attempt to put me on the pill. And then, then I was fast forward a little bit, you know, gaining more and more weight act such painful cystic acne that I would have to, and I'd have to sit down because I was so heavy on my feet at that point. I'd have to sit down for half an hour. And back then I was using prescriptives under eye concealer because it was the only thing opaque enough to cover all the acne on my face. Not that it looked good because it was obviously too like pale, but at least it was covering the red so that I could go outside and not feel just, you know, miserable. And that would take me like a half an hour just to do that. So then I was at Hopkins, Johns Hopkins University, planning to become an OBGYN. And my symptoms just kept getting worse and worse. I couldn't sleep at night. I couldn't function during the day, anxious, depressed, insomniacal, not menstruating, gaining more and more weight. Acne was just sort of outrageous. 
And so what does a girl like that do in college? You know, she's at the medical library researching on a Friday and Saturday night. What could be wrong with her? And that's when I discovered a little body of research in an obstetrics journal describing Stein-Leventhal disease, which is just reading all the symptoms. I was like, this is me for sure. So I took that to my gynecologist the next day without an appointment. And I was like, this is what I have. Let's do all the tests. And I think she was just so aggravated by my constant, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like like badgering of like, let's, what else can we do? She, she graciously let me do all these tests. And then she called me back in when the results were back in and sat me down. And this was the moment where everything changed. She said, you're right. Thank you for diagnosing yourself. This is in fact what you have. And sorry that we didn't catch it for seven plus years. Wow. And she said, unfortunately, we have nothing to cure you or to even make you feel that much better. But we can put you on birth control. And then as things get worse and maybe you'll develop diabetes and heart disease and you won't be able to get pregnant and other things, we'll put you on more and more medication. Now, I'm 21 years old. I'm sitting in this chair. She's telling me this prognosis. And in this moment, in the chair, in her office, I had a very profound moment where I, I mean, it sounds crazy. I know it does. But I heard my body say, that's not your future. Mm. And she's talking almost like, you know, like in a movie where she's like talking, but I'm not hearing her and I'm hearing that. Then I start hearing her again. She goes, so do you want me to write the prescription for the pill? And I was supposed to answer that question accordingly. And instead I said what I just heard. I said, that's not my future. And she's like, what? (laughs) What are you going to do instead? I said, I don't know yet, but I am going to take my very expensively trained mind and I'm going to go figure it out. Mm -hmm. And that that moment really shifted the course of my health. That was a trajectory shifting moment and certainly the course of my career because I saw something really important also in that moment, aside from my own personal experience, I, I realized that I was one of a multitude of women who were having these types of problems that conventional gynecology doesn't have anything for, right? Like fibroids, endometriosis, idiopathic infertility, where there's no known cause, perimenopause, you know, these chronic issues, cysts, you know, PMS, PMDD. And I just thought, oh, there's something missing. And I really kind of made a little commitment in that moment that I would obviously figure this out for my own well-being because I I just could not function. I was miserable, unhealthy, and just felt terrible all the time. But that if I could figure it out, I would build the supreme platform for women's hormonal health care. And that's what I've been doing and have done. And I'm really just so proud to have been able to not just offer these things like the cycle syncing method in forms of thought leadership. I mean, even doing things like I'm the first person to go on national television and to show simulated menstrual blood to have people understand what their blood means every month, you know, Mm -hmm. but, but to also really have created a place where women can actually get better because I know what it feels like to be in that moment when you finally figure out what you have, but then you realize there's not much help for you. And that just can't continue because we live in the most modern technologically advanced time in medical and human history. And yet when it comes to hormonal health care, it just, it's not very advanced. <laughs> so I uh, have dedicated my life and my career to doing something about it. And that's my story. Well, and you know, what's crazy. 
I, as a 29 year old, have only just started hearing about hormone health in the last year. Like this has never been a topic that I even heard about or talked to anyone, any medical professional about or anything. And I'm finding it out through other women, like my peers, essentially. Yeah, I actually think that with social media, the younger and younger generations of women are really seeking out information and like real scientific explanation for things, which I just love because that's, you know, fundamentally at the end of the day, I feel like, yes, I'm an entrepreneur and a researcher, but I'm also really a teacher. That's sort of, you know, I love teaching women about this topic because, you know, let's face it, whatever you picked up in sex ed class was totally inadequate, mm -hmm. right? And there have been movements slowly to shifting things. Like I think maybe seven to 10 years ago, we had um, Kiran Gandhi run the London Marathon free bleeding because she didn't want to wear a pad and like, you know, God knows what kind of blisters and chafing that would have caused, right? And this was before period panties existed. So she free bled and that was all over social media, right? And that spawned a whole mainstreaming of just the idea of being able to talk about menstruation and normalize <laughs> menstruation. I think now we're seeing this because of the cycle syncing movement that um, sort of kicked off after I published my second book in the flow where I sort of outlined this method. Um, you know, we have 125 million women who are hashtag cycle syncing on Instagram and TikTok. And, you know, I think that's really kicking off this hormonal health care mainstreaming that you're picking up on. So what is, if you can even begin to tell us in, in a simple, what is cycle syncing? The cycle syncing method is the method I created to help women really understand what to do to take care of themselves correctly, because there is a right and a wrong way to do it in each phase of their cycle. Mm -hmm. So there are three pillars to the cycle syncing method. There's the food pillar, the fitness pillar, and what I call the time management pillar, mm -hmm. right? And you have four phases of your cycle, the follicular phase, the ovulatory phase, the luteal phase, and the bleeding phase, right? And so you have to eat specific foods and a specific caloric amount in each of your four phases. You have to do the right type and intensity of workouts in each of the four phases. And you can play to your cognitive strengths in each of the four phases when you're thinking about what projects to put where on your time management map. Doing this reduces stress protects your delicate reproductive hormone balance, protects ovulation, reduces PMS, keeps blood sugars, does all the things that you need it to do, which is the direct opposite of how you've been told to take care of yourself, right? Because what I learned in research for my second book in the flow was that women have been left out of medical fitness and nutrition research, right? So all that you've ever heard from HIIT workouts to intermittent fasting to even the appropriate calorie intake per day is all based on the fact that in the scientific community, the research community, they basically say, well, since we don't research anything on women, let's just assume that they're smaller versions of men and therefore need to overcompensate by restricting calories more and working out more. This is the most unscientific, ridiculous assumption that ever existed in the scientific community. And it has been a very long standing one. It is a huge problem 
we're seeing gender differences in reactions to medications. It's just, this is, and what's really great is that now because this conversation has really picked up steam, we're starting to see some of this gender specific research happening that's wonderful. But what it means for you is anytime you read an article that says, this is the next best thing for you to do with your health, you need to dig in and look at what cohort gender and age was studied to get to that result. And does this even apply to me? Because sometimes, oftentimes when women are included in studies, it's only when they're postmenopausal and they no longer have a cycle. Is there a reason why women aren't included in these studies? I outline that in the book, but it, it comes down to two things. One, there was a, a terrible, you know, they were drug testing on women that didn't know they were pregnant. And this, obviously these drug trials created birth defects. And so they just said, you know, whole hog, let's not use women in the reproductive years in drug trials, which is, that's a good, that's a good change. But women in fitness and nutrition research where we're not introducing unknown medications into the body, they just aren't being included because of gender bias. Mm, we love that. Yeah. Like it's just flat out misogynistic cool. views on women are just too complicated. And I, you know, and again, most of the people that were receiving funding to run studies were guys. So they were just kind of biased against it. And that's changing. And that's very good, but not quickly enough. So I'm sharing that because I know that your experience to date has been that you've tried the different fat diets, hit hit workouts, intermittent fasting, keto, paleo, you've tried all the things to resolve your symptoms, how you're feeling to maintain a healthy weight, whatever it is you're trying to do. Not only does it not work, you can actually make yourself worse. And it has the psychological impact of making you feel even more self-critical, even more at war with your body, internalizing that yet again, you did in fact receive the short end of the gender stick by being born female, which is just not true. When I first moved to Los Angeles, I had the most challenging times finding doctors. For those of you that don't know, I have a pacemaker and had so many complications with surgeries and doctors that I had to have three pacemakers in four years. It was insane. So I was really skeptical to find other providers and I didn't know anyone in the city to give me personal recommendations. After months and months of calling random doctor's offices to see if they took my insurance and then trying to find reviews online, I finally stumbled upon ZocDoc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. I found my doctor, my cardiologist on ZocDoc. She took my insurance and had so many great reviews that I felt so much more comfortable booking an appointment. And 11 years later, I still go to her twice a year. Shout out Dr. Saxon. That's awesome. I love that story. And when you're not feeling your best and just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all of your time and energy. Go to ZocDoc.com slash confident and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are even available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash confident. ZocDoc.com slash confident.
All right. I don't know when this happened, but it is crazy to me that the conversations in our circles have quickly gone from how to prevent pregnancy to now how to start planning for it. Maybe you're starting to think about having a baby soon, or you just want to gain some knowledge around your reproductive health for the future. And that is where modern fertility comes in. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with the prick of a finger. Mail it in with the prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within six business days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels like your ovarian reserve, which means if you have more or fewer eggs than the average for your age and other important factors that can impact your fertility. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can even download the results to review them with your doctor and come up with next steps. That is honestly so helpful. I feel like we're all sometimes scared to know what's going on, but having that knowledge is just gives you so much power. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash TCC. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash TCC. That's modernfertility.com slash TCC. Can you walk through briefly, just to give people an idea of more of what's in your book, the phases of the cycles and kind of what that would look like with fitness and nutrition wise as we go through those cycles? Love to. Love to. Okay. So let's start with the first half of the cycle, follicular and ovulatory phases. Mm-hmm. In the first half of your cycle, metabolism is slightly lower relative to yourself and resting cortisol levels are slightly lower relative to yourself. So what that means is that you can and should eat fewer calories in the first half of your cycle after the bleeding days have ended, all leading up to ovulation, you should eat fewer calories relative to what is normal for you. And in the book, in chapter four, there's the famous cycle syncing method food chart. You'll notice that we also use food strategically to help deal with all this estrogen that is being produced at this time to help your liver and your intestines metabolize and excrete all that estrogen that you're producing so that you don't have breast tenderness or chin breakouts or migraines or other things, right? So it's calorie intake that has to change and food type that has to change. From a fitness point of view in the first half of the cycle, because of that lower resting cortisol and that more stable blood sugar, you can and should do cardio and HIIT workouts and go nuts. Okay, go to a class, Mm -hmm. sweat your pants off, do, do whatever you want. Then we get to ovulation, right? And once we cross over after ovulation is finished and you're now in the luteal phase, which is the longest phase of the cycle, 10 to 12 days on average, The research is very clear on what is appropriate based on what's happening metabolically. So you have increase in your metabolic speed and you have an increase in resting cortisol rates. So what that means is you need to eat more calories, specifically 279 more calories per day. Okay. And you must not do cardio and HIIT workouts. You must just do strength training, just strength training, right? When you do this, you stored fat as fuel, you keep your blood sugar stable, you completely avoid PMS. PMS only happens 
when you don't make enough progesterone in the luteal phase, you're supposed to make a lot more progesterone than estrogen. But because you have been eating and exercising the same way each and every day, you're disrupting your blood sugar, you're jacking up your cortisol levels, you're, dis you're not making enough progesterone. By the time you get to the luteal phase every cycle, it's PMS city and this decreases your fertility, this decreases your libido, this increases brain fog. This is not a good situation. Not to mention, if you have any weight issues whatsoever, you're going to turn on fat storage and turn on muscle wasting. Let me repeat that. When you don't use the cycle syncing method with your food and fitness, you will gain weight. You turn on fat storage and turn on muscle wasting, which is the exact opposite of what we want to do when we're going to work out and trying to get fit. So really synchronizing this is critical. Can you talk a little bit about, because I feel like, well, one, a lot of people want, I don't think everyone's goal is to work out to lose weight, right? I think people want like a healthy balance, life, and mind. I know for me, like mental clarity is such a big thing. And you're talking a lot about brain fog. Can you get a little bit into like the brain fog and like how this can help you, how cycle syncing can help with that? Absolutely. And listen, when I say weight, I mean, weight management, right? Mm -hmm. We're here to maintain a healthy weight at all times for us. But to do that in a way that does not involve dieting and extreme anything and that whole relationship that women historically have had with exercise, with fitness, with dieting, with their bodies, with weight has been made unnecessarily toxic mm -hmm. because they've been given a blueprint that belongs for the self-optimization of uh, for a man's metabolism. Yeah, that makes uh, makes yeah. sense. You can't like men and women. Our bodies are so completely different. Right. So when you so women who start using the cycle syncing method, like not only do you feel better and you have more energy and mental clarity, which I'll talk about in a minute, mm -hmm. but there is this fundamental like deep soul healing from this wound that we all have emotionally from feeling like somehow there's something wrong with our willpower mm -hmm. because we just can't maintain this ideal static caloric intake and workout, you know, routine every single day. That is only possible if you are male and you have this other biological hormonal pattern, right? But if you're female and you have this cyclical monthly hormonal pattern, the idea of doing anything the same every day does not match your biology. And I created the cycle syncing method because the form of our self-care must follow the function of our hormones, period. Yeah. All the puns intended. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's just so crazy because it's so opposite of like, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to soul cycle. This mm -hmm. is what I make every single week. Like you get into this. We've always been taught this routine, this habit of if you're, you're, you know, you're interested in wellness and living like a healthy life, maybe you are trying to lose weight. Maybe you're just trying to feel good. You're just, you know, want to take care of yourself. And then it's like, wait, hold on. Why are we doing it this way? It's so interesting to me. This is like blowing my mind. And I mean, not to mention, we tie our self-worth as women to this idea of striving for that perfect routine. Mm -hmm. If I could just yes. be every day, then I will be worthy of love and whatever. It's totally dysfunctional, but it's we've all come by that dysfunction, honestly, because we've been given the wrong map, period. It's like, here's the map. 
that's going to optimize male metabolism, male energy, male mental clarity. We're just going to hope it works for you. And please now drive yourself totally nuts and make yourself extremely self-critical over the fact that this map will lead you on a wild goose chase to nowhere fast. Right. Because imagine you thinking like, I'm working so freaking hard. I think I'm doing everything right and realizing it's has nothing to do with your body. You you throw out that map. That map yeah. is completely irrelevant. And so that's what's so beautiful about the cycle thinking method and why so many women love it is because it's like, oh, this map is made for me. I this is exactly what happens in my body and I can follow this and it's so it's so much easier to quote unquote stick to it because it goes with your flow. That's why the book's called In the Flow. I want you to be in that peak flow state all the time, which we can be when we support our hormonal patterns, right? So let's get back to that mental clarity, brain fog conversation, because I struggled with brain fog so profoundly when I was having my hormonal issues. I really understand how like demoralizing that can feel. It's so frustrating. Like, it's so frustrating. It's mm -hmm. like, I, why can't I just <laughs> like send this email? Like it's little things become very overwhelming, you know, and you just, it takes you forever to just do like something basic, like make a list or buy something online. It's really, I mean, I, again, I, I just really understand because I've been there. Mm -hmm. And what I can say is that it really comes down to how the body functions, right? When we disrupt the systems of our bodies, then, then we just aren't performing optimally. So think about it this way. If you're not using the cycle thinking method, every day you are running the risk of having disrupted blood sugar levels. That alone will cause you to have brain fog, right? We know that disrupted blood sugar levels are things that are like precursors to dementia now, right? So just in a day-to-day -day basis, disrupted blood sugar is not good for you, but it's very bad for your endocrine system, which governs your hormonal production, right? So then that leads to overcompensation. Your blood sugar is all over the place. So now the body's like, uh-oh, we don't have enough glucose or we have too much. Or let's Let's use the stored fat strategically. So then it starts recruiting cortisol, this hormone that talks to your fat cells to either release the stored fat as sugar or to try to store extra sugar as fat, right? So this just becomes this, it's being activated too much. Your adrenals are being activated too much for this cortisol compensation for this disrupted blood sugar. And then we then move into how with all this cortisol demand, this can be robbing your body of the micronutrients needed to produce adequate progesterone. So now when you get to this beautiful luteal phase where you should have adequate progesterone, which has a calming and focusing effect on your brain chemistry, you don't have enough and you feel very foggy, very tired, very unfocused because you don't have enough of this key hormone to keep you clear and focused for half of the month. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's all connected and eating your way out of it is the only way. Right. You've got to stabilize your blood sugar. You've got to keep that cortisol where it needs to be. And you've got to, you know, pr protect the function of your cycle. You've got to ovulate. You've got to make enough progesterone. And are there certain I guess I mean, I, I know that you have like a whole like food roadmap, right? And like diet plan for this. But like, are there any specific foods that like for our listeners, if they want to listen to uh, if they want to change, make immediate changes that they should start incorporating into their diet at certain times of the month, I guess? Yeah, I mean, first of all, the best part is that 
this is not a diet. Mm -hmm. I like the word roadmap. That's really a beautiful way to describe it. And because it's a roadmap, it's not all or nothing. Right. It's not like all you have to like start doing the whole thing. I always say pick a lane. Like maybe you want to start with your workouts. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to start with just changing the vegetables and synchronizing the vegetables that you eat throughout the month. Right. So for example, that could look like in the follicular phase, you're going to have lots of steamed vegetables. Mm. In the ovulatory phase, you're going to look at the list and on the ones on the list, you're going to have them all raw. Okay. In the luteal phase, you're going to have the right brassica vegetables and you're going to have them all cooked and you're going to drizzle olive oil on, a, on them to make sure that you're getting all the micronutrients as bioavailable as possible. And then in the bleeding week, you're not going to have a lot of green leafy vegetables. You're going to have more, if anything, certain root vegetables, but not a lot of vegetables, to be honest, right? So you can start synchronizing just your vegetables, or you could start synchronizing just your proteins, like pick, pick something that feels doable, and then just start adding every cycle. Mm -hmm. If you get your vegetables this month, next month, add the grains, and the month after that, add the workouts. And before you know it, with three or four cycles, you're doing the whole thing, and you're doing it without breaking a sweat. I love that. That feels like way more tangible yeah. and manageable. 100%. Yeah, I think that's such a good tip because as like I've been kind of seeing more about this and, and learning about it, it's like it is intimidating because it's like, whoa, it's basically changing your entire lifestyle. And it's like, I think overwhelming to think, oh, I'm going to just like wake up tomorrow and throw out everything I've been doing and do it differently. So I think that's such a good tip to pick one thing, one area and start there and start implementing it. And then slowly adding things in because I know I've been overwhelmed by it. So I think that is such a good tip and I'm like, okay, I'm going to start, I'm going to start. Do you think the workouts are a good place to start? Or would you say the diet is the food? It depends on what you're dealing with. So if you are dealing with lots of symptoms with your cycle, severe PMS and cramping and things of that nature, I, I would definitely recommend you start with the food because it's going to make the big, it's going to move the needle in a big way for you because you're mm. going to stop disrupting your endocrine system and your infradian rhythm. And you're going to be able to start to get improvement in your symptoms, right? Which is going to give you your energy back for your workouts and it'll pay you big dividends. If you are relatively healthy and your cycle is pretty good, you don't have a tremendous amount of PMS, maybe just a little bit, then I'd start with the workouts because that's an easier thing to do first. Yeah. And then you can layer the foods. I also want to share that obviously because I've been so dedicated to making this as easy as possible for women and building this hormone healthcare platform. If you need support, I have built some tools to help you, right? Because a lot of women don't even know which phase of the cycle they're in. Mm -hmm. So I'd highly recommend that you download the app that I created called MyFlow. And you can download that at myflowtracker.com. Make sure it has the circle icon. There's, there's, you know, there's another one with similar name. That's not us. It's circle icon is us. And this is the only official cycle syncing method app. In addition, we have an entire community of women who are learning and practicing and supporting each other on how to, on using the cycle syncing method. And you can find us at cyclesyncingmembership.com. And then if you're struggling with any sort of symptom within your cycle, um, if you go to flowliving.com, which is our hormone healthcare platform, you can purchase the cycle syncing supplements, which will help you. They're special formulations targeted for each 
phase of the cycle. So you only take the follicular supplement in your follicular phase, et cetera, et cetera. So you're not taking the same thing every day to really make sure that you get that mental clarity, reduce cramps, all of those things, right? And so there's ways for you to not feel overwhelmed in, with all the tools that we've built as well. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here at TCC, you know we are all about helping you live your most confident life. And a huge part of that is getting to know yourself and feeling good mentally. Because when you're feeling your best, you can go after anything you set your mind to. Therapy has helped both Christina and I get to know ourselves on a deeper level and show up better for ourselves and in our relationships. Honestly, therapy was the best gift I gave myself in 2021 and 2022. And if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a quick questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash confident collective today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Confident Collective. Yeah, that's amazing. And what happens when you're pregnant and you aren't having a normal cycle and even going through postpartum? So, yeah, until until you're ovulating, when you're pregnant, you suspend cycle syncing and you okay. pregnancy diet, right? Yeah. And when you're postpartum, if your cycle hasn't come back, you're still doing a postpartum diet, right? Until okay. your cycle is back, you can't be cycle syncing. And that also goes for women who are on the pill oh. or any form of synthetic birth control. Because when you're taking synthetic hormones, those hormones shut down your cycle. You do not ovulate. You do not menstruate. You do not have a cycle. You're kind of put into a... Wait, you don't have a cycle if you're on the pill? Correct. I, I'm sorry, my mind... I, I've never been on the pill, so I, I don't know, but I'm so confused. I had no idea. Yeah, a lot of women don't, and it's not clear to them that that's what's going on, but it shuts off your the conversation between the pituitary gland and the ovary, shuts it down, so you don't make any of your own estrogen or progesterone. And it puts you in this sort of like pseudo menopausal experience where you are having, you're given a daily dose by mm -hmm. the pill of very, very low levels of estrogen and progesterone, just like they do to postmenopausal women who are on HRT. But it's so low that you don't ovulate and you don't menstruate. Now, some women will still have breakthrough bleeding for a few months until the uterus gets the memo that it doesn't need to produce an endometrial lining because there's no egg, there's no ovulation, there's no nothing. And it's really profound because it's a huge thing to give up because it turns out that every ovulation that you have in your reproductive years protects your brain, your heart, and your bones today. And for when you are eventually not menstruating and ovulating anymore in your postmenopausal years, it puts, let's say, health bucks in your health bank account for when you're postmenopausal to protect your brain, your heart, and your bone density when you're an older woman. But when you're on the pill and you're not ovulating for a decade or more, you're not making those deposits. You're not planning for your reproductive cycle retirement, so to speak. 
and you're shortchanging yourself today and in the future from some of those things. Not to mention it also disrupts your gut microbiome. It depletes micronutrients. It can create a worsening of the symptoms that you had before you went on it and can contribute to difficulties restarting the cycle and having enough micronutrient uh, abundance and healthy gut and healthy hormones to get pregnant when you do want to. So it's a lot to consider mm-hmm. when it comes to the pill. And what I do love about the younger generation right now, Gen Z in particular, is they are really questioning, like, why would I go on something that is this massive of a health choice when my egg is only viable for 48 hours and sperm can only live in the body for five days, which means why would I take a drug that shuts off all my hormonal production when I'm only fertile for seven days out of every month? And that's a really valid question because you Mm -hmm. know what? The pill is old technology now, Mm -hmm. right? It was very big advancement when it came out. Now it's older tech and why? Because we have femtech. We have a couple of companies that like with wearable devices, you can know precisely when your egg is dropping, when you are having that 48 hour window where the egg is viable. And then we have a new medication that I think every woman should get prescription coverage for called Fexi, which is a lactic acid vaginal gel, P-H-E-X-X-I. You can ask your gynecologist about this to get a prescription. You insert this gel, same lactic acid you washed your face with. You can insert this gel vaginally before intercourse and it prevents the sperm from going anywhere. I have right? never heard of this. Wow. For the, for the days that you have to be worried, which is only seven days out of the month, if you are tracking it, if you're not tracking it, that's a different story. But if you are tracking and mm-hmm. you know when you're ovulating, you can and should upgrade to the new technology mm-hmm. so that you don't have to take this medication that has a lot of potential opportunity costs for your health. Wow. Yeah. I think I've heard so many more women. I recently went off birth control. Um, so that's why now I've been learning more about cycle syncing and all of these things, because before I was on, you know, the hormonal IUD and I'm kind of in that phase where I'm getting my cycle back on track to normal, I guess I would say, and really learning about it because I've been on this for 10 years and I have had no idea what these phases are, what is going on, mm-hmm. anything. And I, I've known nothing until honestly the last like six months. So I think that's kind of my beginning phase was getting off of birth control and just yeah. kind of learning the basics of it. And now this is kind of my next step of what we're talking about with workouts and the food and looking into that. So I think for our, our, our girls listening, women listening, yeah, it can be overwhelming, but just like start and know it's going to be like a little bit of a process. But what have you seen, like how long after women implement cycle syncing, do they kind of start to see a relief that maybe of these symptoms or things that they're struggling with that are related to hormones or their cycle when they start doing this, how long after till they get some relief or see the results of this? Immediately within the first cycle. Wow. Right now, that doesn't mean you're going to have all of your symptoms evaporate in one cycle. Mm -hmm. But if you're saying, how quick are you going to start to see that you're making progress immediately? Mm. Because you're that's what the body is designed to do. Your whole body is designed to create homeostasis, which means a balance and equilibrium, right? To come back to that all the time. So when you finally stop doing the wrong things that are messing it up and you start doing the right things that allow it to do its job, 
it does its job real fast for you. And it's so happy. And then you start to feel happy. And then it's like this wonderful snowball effect where you start to just keep going because you see that you're on the right path. I wish I could start this right now, honestly. I'm like, Christina's pregnant. I'm like, oh my goodness. I have, I have to wait. But this makes me so excited because, oh gosh, I feel like for so long, like you don't realize that there are certain things to help your situation, right? Like everything yeah, seems yeah, so complicated. Yeah. And I, I don't want to, I think that's really important to underscore that so many women believe the toxic cultural narrative, which says, you're destined to suffer. Yes. Your period is going to be miserable and yeah. you are supposed to feel like poop half mm -hmm. the month. And you know, that's just quote unquote part of being a woman and you have to deal with it. That is also a hundred percent unscientific and like total BS, right? That's only the case when you don't know how your operating system works and you keep doing the things that mess it up, right? But if you get the right blueprint, the right map, and you start doing the right things in sync with your cycle, it is literally night and day how you feel. And that's what women have been sharing with us. And that's why so many women are, you know, so passionate about sharing this within their own communities, their own followers on social media. I mean, it's like this global movement of women who have yeah. just been like, finally, something that was designed with our biology in mind. And I think that's just really, um, it's about time, you know, is all yeah. I have to say about that. <laughs> well, for someone who's listening, who maybe is kind of in the same boat as Christina and I with the, their knowledge level, or even this is maybe the first time they're even hearing the word cycle syncing. What is your advice for where they should start to learn more or next steps for them? First thing is get the book in the flow. Mm -hmm. You can go to in the and there's a bunch of free gifts and like all sorts of things that you can download. And then the second thing would be to download the my flow tracker app, because that's going to help you understand which phase of the cycle you're in. And it's going to tell you all about the cycle syncing pieces that you need to be doing in each phase in real time with your cycle, right? It's going yeah. to give you reminders. It's going to say, oh, hey, now you're in this phase. These are the things you should be doing. So you don't have to remember all the things that I just shared with you. You don't have to commit it to memory. The app will tell, will remind you, oh, now you're in this phase, do this, do okay. this workout. Mm -hmm. and, you, and you can actually schedule from the app into your own calendar. Oh, I'm supposed to do this workout. I'm supposed to, there's recipes, Ooh, I love shopping that. lists workout videos all tailored to where you are. So you don't have to become a subject matter expert in the cycle thinking method. Just read the book, download the app. Amazing. And we where, can do that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you're such a great resource. Where can everyone find you and follow you? So if you need help with your hormones, you can come to us at flowliving.com. Mm -hmm. um, if you're ready to start cycle syncing, you can join us in the membership, cyclesyncingmembership.com. Uh, like I said, the book is in the flowbook.com and the app is myflowtracker.com. And then on social, you can find us at flowliving and at alisa.bb. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Elisa. And thank you for your work. This is really groundbreaking mm -hmm. and just awesome to finally see so many women taking charge of their health and um, kind of questioning how things have always been done. And that's because of you. So thank you so much for your work and thank you for taking the time to be with us today. 
Oh, it's totally my pleasure. And thank you for those kind words. I appreciate that. Of course. Well, we will talk to you soon and I'm going to download the app immediately after this. <laughs> yeah. You need to, you need to start immediately. And like, honestly, the second my cycle comes back, I'm starting right away. Yes. Please stay in touch with me, ladies. I want to hear about your journey. I want to, you know, I always love sharing what everybody's journey is on our social. So, you know, as you're getting your cycle synced and then as when your cycle comes back, um, you know, let me know. I want to hear how it's going. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. All right, everyone. It is time for Ask Away with Ray and Kay, where we sit down with you and give you our solicited advice. Let's get into it. All right, everyone. It's time for another Ask Away with Ray and Kay. This question comes from Annie. I feel like my mom doesn't stop bringing up my weight, even when I confronted her about it. She starts by saying, I know you don't want to hear this, but I think your weight has something to do with, or, oh gosh, you have eaten a lot. I don't think you need dinner anymore. For example, I randomly started having hip pain. And of course she immediately thinks it has to do with my weight. <sighs> that makes me sad. It I'm makes sorry me sad you're dealing too. with that. I'm sorry you're dealing with that. Honestly, I think that the most that you can do is just continue to say like, yeah, it doesn't have to do with my weight and it does bother me when you bring it up and just be like super raw and honest with your mom and kind of you have to shut it down and just remember that like her talking about your weight is a reflection of her own body insecurities as well. Mm -hmm. And I think just coming at her from a place of vulnerability and also like not trying to be too aggressive and like don't start a fight about it because honestly, this is like her problem, not yours. Yeah. I think what you said, Christina, exactly. I think just saying, mom, I love you. But when you say these comments about my weight, it really affects me in these ways, X, Y, Z, whatever you're feeling. And I need to create a boundary and just ask that you do not make comments about my weight and I, I just am not going to accept this moving forward. Yeah. Because you don't want, and tell her like, be like, I love you so much, but I don't want your comments about my weight, even if they are with the best intentions to affect our relationship. And I can't help but feeling like really angry or really hurt and having them affect my confidence as well. And just take it from there. But we've all struggled with this at some point. Yeah. Unnecessary comments about your weight are so unhelpful so unmotivating and I hope they change soon. Yeah. I'm sorry you're going through that. And we are proud of you for saying something to her. Um, but I think you just have to really stick to that boundary and create that with your mom and in that relationship dynamic. A hundred percent. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.